to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela and welcome to Architecting. In case you didn't know, Architecting is more than a podcast. It is a whole community for people that believe that the built environment can be a force for good, can help people be their best selves. It's not just some crazy belief. There is neuroscience backing this up, psychology, sociology, just an incredible amount of data out there that shows us how the built environment has a real and lasting impact. So much of what good designers have always known, so much embedded deep in cultural histories of vernacular design that we can learn from. Most of all, we have to do the work to be confident enough to be an advocate. If you want more of the technical part of this, I really invite you to join the Architecting Club on Clubhouse. Every Monday morning, we do a room called Architects as Healers, Buildings as Medicine, where we bring on guest experts to help learn even more about the science behind why design works. So if this sounds like something you want to learn more about, do a deeper dive. I do a formal event on LinkedIn. So check that out to learn more about the topic and speaker for that week. I also usually give a heads up on my Twitter account, which is just at Angela Mazzi, as well as on Instagram. So keep your eyes peeled. Or you can just join the Architecting Club and you will see all the events in there that are scheduled. I also wanted to let you know that I'm adding a new posting series on Instagram called This or That. A couple times a week, I'm going to take walking tours of different areas, or if I'm in a space, take a photograph. And I'm going to ask you to compare the spaces. So you might get a question like, which space is more peaceful? Which space feels more private? Which space feels more comforting? Which space feels more energizing? I would love it if you are not already following Architecting Podcast on Instagram. If you did follow us, and if you did make an effort to comment on these, not only because I think it'll be a fun exercise, and if you already know this stuff, great. If you don't and you learn something here or there, even better. But also because when you engage with posts on Instagram, it makes the algorithm show them to more people, which means people who don't know this stuff will have a chance to get engaged in how design makes a difference in a really simple, easy to understand way. 
wanted to let you know, give you the heads up on that. Remember to follow me on Instagram and you'll be able to see the This or That Post series. Today's theme is Your Self-Definition Needs a Rewrite. This idea came to me thinking about who are we really? And I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know my dad was a doctor and he defined himself that way. He didn't want to retire. And when he did, he was really restless and discontent. Ended up going into decline and dying not that many years later. I really think if he had kept working, he would have lived longer. It's unfortunate that he chose to define himself as a professional role more than seeing what he really was, which was a healer. And I've been thinking about this for myself now for a while. You may have heard me on past episodes use the term space shaman. And I'm, even though I know that the legal title of architect is a hard won honor, it means that you are in fact licensed, I'm less and less enamored of that term. And not just because the IT people have hijacked it, it's because it doesn't even begin to touch on who I am and who I am at my core. You know, what if, what if I couldn't practice anymore for some crazy reason? Would that make me somehow less myself? Would it make me care less about the issues I'm so passionate about? Oh, no, no, it wouldn't do that. Would it kill my drive to be an advocate for these issues? Not one bit, because at the heart of it, What I am is somebody who's deeply fascinated in how we as humans are affected by our environments. Someone who's deeply fascinated in the way that the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical intersect because we know that we do our best work and everyone is their best selves when they are calm and centered and feel good. I want to do everything in my power to be an advocate for ways that people can access that feeling. Environments play a role. So that's really what I am, right? I want to help facilitate healing through design. I'm suggesting things. I'm doing research. I'm listening to my clients. I'm connecting the dots. Even if I didn't actively work in practice, I would still be a voice out there. I would still be doing the research and the advocacy and the education and this podcast because being a practicing architect doesn't define me. Being a space shaman, on the other hand, oh, that is the work I am here to do. It's why I was drawn to be a feng shui practitioner. It's why I'm so interested in these socio-cultural economic impacts on design. 
it's why I'm so fascinated at the intersection of so many fields of study, because that's what I feel called to do. I will always find a way. I will always find a channel. I will always find a path. What I want to explore with all of you today is how you find that path. All right, so this is going to be fun. I want you to write down or use your phone, type it in, 10 words that describe you. And don't overthink it. In fact, just whatever pops into your head, write it down. So as you're coming up with this list, this unedited list, you might start to notice that some really unrelated or seemingly incongruous kind of things start to be on the list, but that's okay. Just keep going till you get to 10. Then once you're there, once you have that list, 10 words that just right off the top of your head define you, want you to create another list. And this is a list of how someone close to you in your life, it could be your best friend, your partner, your spouse, how would they describe you? What 10 words would they use? And again, don't overthink it. Just go ahead and whatever words pop into your head, write them down. Once you've got that second list all put together of how someone close to you who knows you pretty well would describe you, now let's take it one step further how would your boss or your coworkers or your clients describe you? So make that third list. What would they say? These are people that don't necessarily know you super, super well. They know your professional persona, right? So what are they picking up? What vibes are you putting out to them? Don't overthink it. Don't try to say, well, I don't know what they would think. Based on feedback you've gotten, based on how they behave around you, just take a quick guess. What 10 words would that be? Okay, now we have our lists, and I want you to really look at what words are on the list. Are any words similar? Are there any patterns forming in how you perceive yourself versus how you show up to those closest to you, as well as how you show up professionally? What common threads can you find? And then how do you feel about those things? Are there things on your personal list that are really important to you? that are not showing up on the other two lists. That's a huge indicator that you are not letting people see the real you. Or if things just don't feel right, 
yet they're how you define yourself. And you're thinking, boy, that's not me at all. And yet it's consistent on all three lists. That's where we have the self-definition problem that we're going to unpack today. If I were to say, who are you? You might give your name and some basic facts, like where you live, how old you are, what you do for a living, how many kids you have. If I said, who are you really? What would you say? And then let's get reductive with this. What if you couldn't play that role any longer? Who would you be then? When we strip away all of the labels, and my friend Rosanna Gill does a great job with this topic. Um, She's had a podcast called Breaking Labels, and she's got another new podcast out now, but she really explores around the edges of how we define ourselves as well as how other people define us. And the way that we then become a slave to all these expectations that start to inform our behavior because we think there are things we have to or should do. We're stuck in this obligation wheel like a hamster, just running and running and running and trying to please everybody. And in the end, losing ourselves to meet this external expectation and way of being seen in the world, which then really channels us into codependency, which is not, by the way, meaning that you are not independent or that you are only dealing with people who are addicts and enabling them. Codependency happens every single time you abandon yourself, every single time you do something out of a sense of obligation. I grew up in a big Italian family. I'm close to even my fifth and sixth cousins. And guess what? I grew up taught to be codependent. Everyone in my family was in everybody else's business. You were taught that if someone was struggling, you needed to interfere. You needed to drag them across the finish line. If they failed, it was somehow your fault. This is a message that many cultures teach. You can also find it in many religions. That idea of loving other people, caring for other people, just gets taken one step too far into being responsible for somebody else's outcomes. And in our profession, there is so much constriction, so many labels about what you can and can't do, what is or is not acceptable. And our education basically teaches us, to borrow an analogy from one of my coaches, that there's a box. Get inside the box, which is labeled architect, interior designer, engineer, doctor, lawyer, accountant, whatever the box has on it. That's what you are, and you can't get out of the box. And we're going to teach you how to strategically move within the box. 
Instead, we need to think about how to get out of that box. And it feels like a loss because getting out of the box means letting go of some of these labels, some of these ways you may have seen yourself, defined yourself even, understood your worth. But you are so much more than all of those labels. And when you discover the essential you underneath all the layers, then you can truly be aligned and start doing the work you were meant to do in the world. Who said you can't? Who said that a doctor trained in classical Western medicine can't also embrace holistic health? Who says that architects can't be feng shui practitioners? Who says that lawyers can't be HR managers? There's nothing to say that you have to have a traditional career. There's nothing to say that you have to define yourself to look like other people in your profession look. Been a lot of clatter and noise made around EDI issues. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody wants to make sure that they don't look like the company that doesn't care. But the real way we're going to get beyond that is to stop putting labels on other people and ourselves. And I want to start with the labels we put on ourselves because we are always going to be treated the way we're available to be treated. So if our label is, I'm not creative, I can only write specs and do CA, then we're going to get passed up for creative opportunities. If our label is, I'm a mom, so my time is limited, we're going to limit ourselves. If our label is, I'm not comfortable being visible, then we're never going to be truly seen or heard. So is this starting to make sense to you? Are you starting to see how you have a definition? That definition you have of yourself, however you got there, whether somebody told you that was who you really were, whether you caught it by observing other people's behavior and believed that you needed to model yourself after that, however you got to that definition, it needs a rewrite. It needs a rewrite to express not the person you believe you have to be, but the person you really are. Because that self-definition will impact how you show up in the world. The exercise I do with a lot of my coaching clients is to say, a person who is whatever they aspire to be, whoever they feel they are at their core, does fill in the blank. Because if you don't see yourself as confident, you're going to hold yourself back. 
You're not going to speak up in a meeting because you'll worry that you sound stupid. A confident person doesn't care if they sound stupid. They want to share their idea. They want to engage. They want there to be a dialogue. So if you were to say to yourself, a person who is confident doesn't care what other people think. And you were to work with that. So the next time you were in a meeting and you wanted to say something and felt like you couldn't, you could catch yourself and say, Mm-mm, I want to be confident. That's part of how I express who I am. And a person who is confident speaks up and they don't care about what other people think. They just share from the heart their genuine thoughts. You're kind of entraining your brain now. You're changing your actions very consciously to be and behave like the person you really are deep inside, the person who you've stifled, the person who you've been afraid to let out and be in the world, the person who's really going to make that difference because that person is completely aligned. That person knows that it's not about them. That person knows that it's about being in the world, making a difference, having a positive impact. I would love to hear what insights you got doing the exercise today. If you want to share, you can DM me on Instagram at Architecting Podcast, or you can do a post and tag me in it. It's so important to share our insights and what we're learning because it helps other people. Think about what it means to you to be part of the architecting community, to get to hear these podcasts, to listen to our Rooms on Clubhouse, to be engaged in social media interactions, what you're learning, what insights you're getting. And then think about what that would mean to somebody else you know. Somebody else who's kind of scratching their head and feeling discouraged, feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and burned out and exhausted and disillusioned, who's saying, is this all there is? Think about how you could help them get back in touch with their true selves, how you could help them to feel energized and excited and start making different decisions and bolder moves. That's what our community is all about. So please share with others. Leave a review of this podcast. Let people know how it's helping you because these reviews make such a difference. They really do help the podcast to be more visible. The same thing goes with social media. The more you interact, the more you share the more people get to see the posts, the more people get an opportunity to learn what you are learning. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you being part of this community. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for 
for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. (laughs) Thank you.